0: Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer.
1: Good morning world, Shelley R. Shearer here and welcome to the show.
0: Today I want to talk
1: about, uh, well, a few things like drama, boundaries, and quite honestly, right down to the bottom line of self-respect. And I'm going to use my family as an example today because this is what's kind of going on and, and it's easy to see it now from the outside looking in. Let me rephrase that. I am back very connected with my family, my sister in particular. I only have one sibling. And it has been a very interesting year watching her grow. We lost my brother-in-law nine months ago. She's navigating the world single for the first time since she was like 17 years of age. That is how long they've been together. They raised their children and my sister is a bit of a drama queen. And it's funny. So one of the first things I want to point out to you is that if there's something that, and it's usually family because they're that's who can hurt you the most and they know you the best. So sorry about that. But I was called a drama queen by my mom and my sister my whole life. It was a deflection for them. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to lie. I am high energy. I, t- I, I, uh, I tend to draw things into my life, and lots of times there is drama going on because of poor choices I've made, but it's not something I actually seek out, and I had to learn that as I got older, counseling, that sort of thing, working with a coach, and then to stand back where I was separated from the family and watch the fact that actually they're the lovers of the drama, and if they don't get it, they will come for you. It's a little bit like a narcissist when a narcissist doesn't get their needs fed through someone in their life, they will go around that person and start contacting their children or their spouse or whatever, because they're, they're looking for, you know, what they need. But people with boundaries say, you know what? No, thank you. So I created boundaries many years ago, uh, and came to the realization that I'm not the drama queen they think I am. But my sister's household was just constant. In fact, it actually was very hard for me at times to be in the house and with everybody because of the level of drama that was continually unfolding. And the, I'm going to use the word phonetic energy. It was almost like manic energy, which again, I can relate to. It's it's part of who I am as a person. The first thing I want to point out is you need to know yourself. If you're still doing blame and not growing, you could still literally be the problem. Because you may be the one with the issue. When I stopped blaming, when I stopped reacting, and when I put up boundaries is when I realized, oh, I actually enjoy a peaceful life. And without me in their lives, that drama continued in different avenues. Why do I bring this up? It is not to put my sister down in any way, shape, or form. It is to bring awareness to a situation that is changing. It can be very difficult for a child who is raised in a household of drama to not carry on that tradition, for lack of a better term. That behavior is learned. It's a little bit like, and I've spoken of this before, my mom is very judgmental and sarcastic. And I have those tendencies. I still sometimes do, and I'm not being careful. And my husband has permission and knows to call me out on it saying, "Hmm, where, where are you going with this? But actually, I learned that lesson quite young. Uh, I would have been very fortunate. Unlike my sister, who I I did not meet, you know, the love of my life, young and marry him and be in a a, a marriage situation with them for, you know, 35 years. But I did have some amazing men that I dated in my life. And one of them in particular was just an extraordinarily kind man. And when that behavior manifested itself, he called me on it immediately. He's like, "Um, excuse me. He had boundaries and self-respect and he's like, uh, that tone, that's where, what are we doing here? Please don't speak to me like that. So it was really interesting learning to behave in a different manner from how I was raised and what was demonstrated every time I walked back into that family environment. Now, if you've ever been accused of this, here's something interesting. I've been told by my husband many times, my husband was the very first man I dated that I did not fill him in on all my hurt and my family drama. My family thought I did, but I didn't. And I let him figure it out for himself because I was 35 when I met my husband and I had grown a lot by this point. I was not the victim I was in my 20s, blaming my family, feeling hard done by, you know, all the stuff that we sometimes will drag through with us. And then even a decade later in my 40s when I started coaching and such where my coach was working with me and I had to learn to have boundaries and own my own behavior and that was it. I'm not changing other people. It's just about me and my journey. Again, very d- different way of looking at things. Now that those things are my radar, I attract that. I can't go near Instagram or anywhere where there is not something that is on my radar, that shows up in my feed, gives me what I need for that day. Honestly, my attraction to this kind of stuff is second to none compared to what I was like 20 years ago as an adult. Now, watching my sister grow through some of this, it is very difficult right now because her eldest daughter has not learned these lessons and she's self-destructing in a lot of ways in in her life. She's kind of got into the habit of just, she's constantly yelling at her children, fighting with her husband and, and phones her mom four to eight times a day. And when she can't get a reaction, then she, then she starts calling names and changing conversations in her head and attacking. And it's like, oh my. So this toxic behavior is escalating at the same time that my sister's boundaries and her awareness of what she brought to the table and how she contributed to this is growing. Very interesting it's very interesting standing back and watching this. And for those of you that maybe where I am in the situation, you need to stay out of it. It is also very hard to not interfere, to not want to help. When you can sometimes stand back and see the behavior so blatantly, it's like, "Oh, wow." Now, another little piece of this puzzle just from a personal standpoint. So, I'm really I'm like I say I'm I'm going to give you my full-on my personal experience with this. And then There are lots of people out there that coach along. Teal Swan, I follow her on Instagram. I really appreciate her way of teaching uh, around pain and and, uh, habits and uh, emotional habits, especially, and self-awareness. Very, very much so. She made a comment once on one of her live uh, Instagram posts to say, I get asked all the time why I don't... uh, um, coach or work with children. She says, cause they're in my office for 15 seconds. And I re- reckon realize it's the parents that need to be here. She says, because these children just have learned behaviors. It's like, Oh, that really hit home for me many years ago. So I'm very fortunate in the fact that as I've grown, I've dragged sometimes kicking and screaming my own son along with me on my journey, including my own boundaries where we just all had to take a break from each other for almost a year. He really had to deal with some, from some very serious issues in his life that he was finding ways to cope with. He is on the spectrum and I couldn't have the drama and the upset in my, in my home every day because I have acute fibromyalgia, emotional upset triggers my fibro flares. And so then I live in days of pain and I get very discombobulated and if I got that word right, (laughs) That spirals me pain into depression. And then I just wonder, you know, why I'm even on the planet. It, it, it is a very frightening little path. So I had to learn to say, Mm-mm, no, that that's not okay. You don't get to bring that here right now. So I've been through that for almost a decade and now my sister's going through it. So I love the fact that she has welcomed me back into her life. She trusts me to be a sounding board and has invited me to sort of be there for her. Alright, so now I'm privy to some things on the inside, and I can watch it objectively from the outside. And I'm watching a prior learned behavior pattern played over and over again with her and her eldest daughter. Now, you might say, Oh, but you need to make peace, or or it's just always been that way. And of course then there's the blame, but I am to blame for this because I'm the mother and this is how I raised them. Mm-mm, sorry. Everyone's journey is here is to grow. Now, there's something that we might want to just touch on just tiny, tiny quickly is you need to perhaps ask yourself why you think you're here on this planet. Most people just think that life is all about the indoctrination they've been indoctrinated with of eat, work, sleep, you know, Uh, that's, that's actually not what we're here for. (laughs) That's just what the establishment has brainwashed you into believing as far as I'm concerned. We are actually here having a human experience to learn. And if you can change your way of thinking that everything is a lesson and not a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Things are happening for you, not to you. I love that expression. It can really change how you approach circumstances. Now, I'm still impatient. When my niece flipped out on my sister the other day, it was everything I could not to get on the phone or go up to see her and sit her little butt down and say, what do you think you're doing? Not my place, not my monkey, not my circus. They need to learn to communicate. How can can I help with that? I can help my sister. Now, why I'm going into this for just a second was my sister was very um, cautious about Confiding in me and asking me to be, you know, in emotionally because I stood up for her daughter in her teen years. When my sister was always in the drama and always screaming at her children, and Braylee was tough, there's no two ways about it, they gave into her a lot. She didn't have the boundaries. And my niece actually could be quite abusive verbally, but I could also see what was causing it. So, I was trying to act as a bit like a buffer. We lived on the same um, acreage, jokingly call it the compound. And so I lived on the property, on my parents' property, in my own home where my nieces and stuff and family lived across the, the driveway from me. And you're in each other's space all the time. That dynamic has changed. As people in my own family have seen me heal and grow from my mother's issues and my issues with her, They're now seeing, oh, change can be accomplished. And yes, yes, it can. There's some things you just have to accept. Where the change comes from is don't react to it all the time. So when my niece is not getting the drama she's looking for, then she starts texting or calling multiple times a day. And then she starts sending nasty things. That's not how you get a a positive response. So later today, I asked my sister's permission. Would you like me to cut and paste this text you sent me into an email? And I'll I'll give you some kind of coaching things of how I would approach this just to give you food for thought. And then, you know, you do it your way, but these are kind of learning experiences because reactionary is not what we're looking for here. And everyone's got their own lessons to learn. And that can be the hardest part about being a parent, especially. My mom... I believe was put on this planet for me to learn the lessons I needed to learn to become the person I am today. The person that's sitting on this podcast. When I talk about high functioning habits, when I talk about you're not your emotions or just something you feel, you let them go, not getting caught up in drama. None of that learning would have occurred without her. And that's actually something my sister now is having to face with her eldest. I can give her advice. I can say, this is what I think what I would do, but it's not my journey. My journey is simply to support outside looking in, offer some suggestions, but they still need to go through their own lessons. This is a little bit like opening, uh, what is it, um, a caterpillar pod to let the butterfly out. You can't. The butterfly only emerges and lives when it goes through the transformation process. It won't thrive. It won't even live, but it's, we even human beings, we don't thrive unless we work through this stuff. So let me see if I can describe this a little bit. There was an offer for some help. You know, my sister was going to babysit. It was my it was my niece's anniversary, but it's also my sister's anniversary. First one without her husband. She was going to take the four grandchildren. Not only gives a knife, night, night off for her daughter, but it, she was with her grandbabies on a day that was going to be very difficult for her and keep them overnight. Her plans on the next day though changed slightly and instead of dropping them off at 11, she needed to drop them off at 9 a.m. Was this okay? No, her daughter did not handle that change well. In fact, went into a spiral of you always change. This is language, I want you to hear what I'm saying. You always change the plans, that's not good enough. And she said, I don't want, Never mind. you don't have to babysit at all. Angie's like, okay. So she changed her plans and left a day early with her girlfriend her plans. Well, then her daughter came back and was backtracking going, hang on a second here. and she said, you changed the plan. She's like, no, you changed it first. She says, all I did was make an adjustment. And if you cannot adapt to adjustments, life is going to be very hard for you. That's That is just a fact. Life is not fair. Change is constant. I have people in my life that do not handle change well at all. One of my students, my own son, And they struggle. So it proves itself to me in my practice over and over and over again. When you cannot adapt or even still be a little bit gracious, when someone's helping you out and they can't do it quite the way you want, do you back away and knee jerk? Do you attack? Do you throw the baby out with the bathwater? Because in my opinion, that's what I felt my niece did. Well, if I can't have all morning to just lie around in bed and relax, then I don't want The babysitting either the night before or the overnight. I'm like, that's crazy town to me. But I'm not that age demographic and I'm not in that same place. So the fact that my sister then in turn accepted that she wasn't going to have her grandbabies, she made other plans. That set my niece off. Now, I am in the house when the phone call comes through and I hear it all. If you are trying to have a conversation with someone but are screaming that is not productive and this is what was happening the reason i mentioned this is later the the email that came later from my niece to my sister was all this is all your fault you're not hearing me when i'm hurt you make you're changing plans you're you 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 blame 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 no acceptance of her role in this situation or that she never did ever tell my sister she was hurt she did not describe her feelings of the situation she attacked and was screaming and my sister just finally said I'm not having this conversation and hangs up that is completely allowed when someone is abu- is abusing you now the interesting part again about this is I got to witness it and because my niece was screaming so loud I could hear her straight through the phone I heard every word that was spoken on both sides Angie could not get her to accept that a Small change in the plan did not mean the whole plan needed to be thrown out or that the whole offer for babysitting in the overnight, I will return your kids by 9 a.m., fed, dressed, ready for the day. But that wasn't good enough. Do you find yourself ever getting into a situation where you realize later you overreact because something happened, whether it be work or your family, your own siblings, your children, your own parents, or help was offered, but it wasn't exactly the way you envisioned or wanted or expected. It's a very scary word at times, that word expected. And so you knee jerked. I hurt a very dear friend of mine many years ago. I did not mean to. I should have phoned her or spoken to her in person. I am not passive aggressive, which is what I'm seeing now with all these texts. My niece is being passive aggressive. I grew up with a passive aggressive mother and sister. I'm a full on control freak. I own it. Um, I've really had to work on that. You know, I'm the person that rearranges the dishwasher. I do not do that anymore. <laughs> but it is it is interesting as a full on control freak that I live with my consequences And I've learned to manage it because I don't need to control everything around me. I've had to learn to let things flow. And if you check the prior few uh, podcasts I've done here, flow is something I've spoken quite heavily about. What he did was she was starting up her own little business because she had been sick for a very long time and she started cleaning houses and she cleaned mine, bless her heart. And there were some things that I was wanting to talk to her about, and instead of talking to her in person and just laying it out, I sent a passive aggressive text. You know, thought I was kind of joking, not really addressing the real situation. And because of her issues, she knee jerked and stopped cleaning my house immediately. And literally I damaged our friendship for years. Things weren't the same. That was fully on me. In fact, as soon as I sent it and reread it, And then her response came back and it was sort of just escalating. I thought, oh, no, 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 no. She's going to knee jerk. She's going to knee jerk. And sure enough, two texts later, I quit. That was on me. I did not handle that situation forthrightly, laying out my points of view, asking her opinion or how we should solve some of these issues. Passive-aggressive does not work well for me. And anytime I've been that way, it has not gone well. So nothing is flowing here. Change is not accepted. And like I say, the people in my life that don't have a handle on change, they really struggle. I watch them struggle. So how can we work around that? It really goes back to owning your own reaction and thought process. My sister is working very hard to own how she behaved as a younger parent. And by the way, if anyone younger is listening to me, actually, I don't care what age demographic you are. I know I have a broad spectrum and male and female that listen to my show. And thank you so much. I just want you to know how grateful I am that that you support this. So what my niece was saying was, the hardest thing they're having in that early 20s as they're graduating from university and such and getting on with their first jobs and and whatever, how little adults have everything figured out. She goes, that's just coming as such a shock to me. Now, it is our jobs as parents to ensure that we look after you, impart wisdom and knowledge to you as it is appropriate. You can't know everything at nine, your children. But... There's things that you just, we need to be the authority because we are the authority in the home. I realize there's a whole woke culture out there right now in a government that's taking that right away from parents. That's a totally different subject. And honestly, don't give that energy. It too shall pass. But in your own home, you're the boss and your children need to be raised by you. However, what we tend to do is as they get older, sometimes whether it's ego or it's just how we were raised or we just don't know any different, is we keep the illusion alive that we know everything and they know nothing. That is not true. We are just older versions of them. We've just had more experiences and we're still trying to figure life out. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in my late 50s having this podcast and have people listen to it. We are still searching for our growth, to understand that we're on this planet, to learn lessons, that is what we're here for. So let's get on with learning the lessons. And one of the things right now is boundaries. It can be very difficult to, one, own where you may have contributed to your own children's behavior, ideals, that sort of thing, if it's kind of self-destructive. You might have had some issues. I have. I can look back on numerous memories of raising my son with such embarrassment and regret going, tell me I did not do that, but I did. Now, one of the things I was able to do because I was a single mom and we were very close was as he got older to explain and to apologize, to talk through some of these things. And so he was able, when he discovered he wasn't bipolar, he was on the spectrum, he was able to deal with his counselors and coaches to say, yeah, no, this went on, but you know this is how i saw it this is my mom's growth this is where i know where my triggers are now i need to learn how to adapt lots and lots of l- learning and i'm and i'm very grateful for that if you're in the early stages of some of these processes and some of this learning it can be really difficult and uncomfortable but it needs to happen so my only role here is to support Offer some wisdom, some what-ifs, some conceptual ideas, not judgment, not do this, do that. That's crazy. They're, that's No, this is all just everyone's growth. And it can be really painful to watch. My son and, and new daughter-in-law probably don't agree with me, but we had to literally cut them off two years ago because they weren't learning lessons. And oh my goodness, the growth and the success that followed Something that was so hard for me as a parent, it was just so difficult to say, no, you got to go figure this out on your own. And they did. They finally did. And so that part of me just says, okay, then we had to work through as parent and child to say, I know you blame me that you think we were not there for you, but you need to understand a little bit of the pattern that was happening where we were coming from and that we truly felt that this this direction was going to serve you better and it did but man talk it through chalk it through so same thing with my family how do I help with this I stay out of it for starters I can offer support and wisdom and some ideas but I stay out of meddling let me tell you that is so difficult for me I'd like to go sit my niece down and say honey i just wondering if you thought this behavior was getting you what you wanted, because it's not. What is going to get you is your mother closing the door for a few months and you having no help with your four children and, and being alone. And they are actually very close in some aspects. My niece has a really tough time without my sister around, but she won't give her any gratitude for being there. She just abuses her constantly. It is, but then comes back like hours later asking for a favor. That behavior is not healthy. It is not healthy for the recipient. It is not healthy for the person behaving that way. And it needs to stop. Otherwise, neither one of you will grow or have peace in your life. Now, let's just talk quickly in closing about a couple things that can stop you and hinder you from those boundaries. One, your own personal needs. My sister has a high threshold for needing to be liked. That is very difficult. She doesn't like people being mad at her. I can understand that. I was very similar to that, but way back in my 20s. Then I got to the point where, one, dealing with my life, I was single, so I was in, in various relationships and I and friends and work. Governments, dealing with the government, I had to learn to get a tougher skin. That lesson's coming a little later for her. You need to be aware of your own triggers. How are you contributing to the situation? Are you objectively looking at it? And as like my sister does with me, are you asking for a sounding board? That can be very, very helpful. And that's why coaching can be so, so helpful. Uh, and I, I guess counseling was on the table a year or so ago with them. But again, my niece wants my sister to do the work and pay for it and be there and do, all, do everything. And it's like, well, if you want this bad enough, you need to be part of the process. Perhaps you're the one that's, it's the other direction. You're used to having, you know, wanting it your way. You don't like change, da 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 da. Then your children are going to have a tough time communicating with you because you, your filter is always going to see things in a certain light. Now that my sister and I have reconnected, she can you know, we can talk about things a little more honestly without a lot of hurt there and a lot of judgment where I can say things like, you know, Keith, my husband has said for years, when I go down to my family, I become a different person. And my sister said right away, yes, you did. You absolutely did. And Braley does exactly the same thing. She arrives waiting for the fight to happen. And I did too. I arrived waiting for the insult, waiting for the put down, waiting for something. So I was always on edge making me not my natural loving self those walls that you put up around your heart around your life when you are waiting for something the other shoe to drop something to happen and you're waiting with your response and your anger and your see it's always like this those types of thought processes they are not healthy now that does not mean you keep walking into a situation where you're abused and in my mother's case, it wasn't very nice. It just, how our family dynamics worked isn't nice. But I didn't have enough wisdom to fix it for myself and for, and for her. I just got too caught up in my blame. The blame game. It's fabulous. Don't play it. <laughs> All right. If you have any comments or uh, concerns about anything specific, please reach out. I'm always available by email, livingwellwithshell at gmail.com, through the website, through Instagram. I believe there's comments set up on where this podcast is hosted. Here to help. This is not an easy thing to do. But everyone's growth happens faster when you can recognize that there needs to be growth. I know that sounds a little redundant or that's not the right word, but that is how it is. You don't know what you don't know. That's probably a better expression. You don't know what you don't know until you start asking the question. Where things have changed is, my sister has started asking the questions. Where is this unhealthy? Where do I not have boundaries? Where is this not my fault? Even though I'm always feeling to blame, I'm always being blamed. Where is this not about me? Those are the right questions until you can open yourself up until you're willing to learn the universe cannot step in. You know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. All of these sayings have the same root. You need to be the one asking, how can I grow? What is different? What can I change about this situation? How can I make this better? Because when you sit in hurt and blame and guilt nobody's growing and nobody's moving forward. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.